What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Louisville basketball game just ended, and now it's time for you to react. It's the Louisville basketball postgame show on Sports Talk 790. Now here's Nick Coffey. Good evening and welcome into the Louisville basketball postgame show here on Sports Talk 790. Nick Coffey with you. The company man, John, is alongside as uh, we react here. Louisville loses 95-76 to against Kentucky in a game that I know some, including myself, well, maybe I shouldn't speak for anybody but myself, but I'll just say it. I, uh, I'm curious, is this Kenny's last game? And we did this a week ago. I know you remember. We did it last week after they lost to Arkansas State and the whole day that was, you know, just the fiasco, really, that uh, that was the Karan Davis situation. And I don't know if anybody really felt like there was anything that we saw or heard from, like, the administration that let us think that it was over and it's just a matter of time. And I think we were all justified in thinking, well, Louisville basketball, you know, they, they know this is not it. And the embarrassment is getting worse each time they you know they didn't have to take the floor to get embarrassed it's just it's the off the court stuff too so you know we were wrong because they they didn't make a move and uh here we are over a week later and he's still the coach but i do think now there's still no real indication that it's happening but i think the article today from the athletic the timing of that coming out today the comments from josh hurt in the article i mean put it this way It'd be hard for Josh to even act like to anybody that he still is in belief in supporting his coach because he didn't come out and say the guy stinks, we got to move on. But I mean, he's, he talked about the era almost as if it was past tensed. And he talked about the, you know, just the scenario, the situation that they're in and, you know, just certainly seemed like it was, it was over. But again, I want to be clear, crystal clear. I have no indication that it's going to happen. I just, you know, I feel like if you were going to do it, maybe tomorrow's the day to do it. But trust me, I I don't want anybody listening to this to assume that I'm reporting that Kenny Payne's going to be out of a job tomorrow because I have no clue. But if he was, nobody would be surprised. And when it comes to timing, that's what we heard for a long time. We'll do it after the Kentucky game. You don't want an interim coach for the UK game. There's this big, long break between the Kentucky game and the Virginia game. So maybe this is when they do, in fact, take action. But uh, we shall see. But again, Louisville loses tonight, 95-76, to 76, a 19-point loss. And 
where do we start here? And again, we're going to let you guys be a part of the show. I should We already have full phone lines, but the number is 502-571-7900. So when somebody drops off, that is your chance to call in and uh, essentially get in line. And I promise you, and I mean it, I promise, we're going to let you guys be uh, a part of this. We're going to let you guys react. I don't really know what else I can say about Louisville basketball in the Kenny Payne era that I haven't said a billion times. So um, I do, do just want to share some some quick thoughts here on just tonight. And I promise I'll be as quick as I can be. And we are going to go to the Kenny Payne press conference. I want to sort of kind of, well, I, I was going to lie to you and say maybe we'll kind of just check in and see if we hear something and we can kind of make the determination on the fly if it's worth playing that in its entirety. But I think it is because at any point I think he'll be asked about his job and I doubt he'll give us a whole lot, but I do think it's something that people want to hear, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyways, I'll start with this. 13 and a half is is an insane spread. I mean, in the end, they didn't cover with um, a whole lot of comfort, meaning Kentucky didn't cover with a whole lot of comfort when it comes to the actual numbers. They won by 19. They were favored by 13 and a half when it tipped off. But I mean, this was a game that, I, I mean, they were down 20 at half and it never looked like it was going to be remotely competitive in the second half. So I still do not understand it. I think John said it best earlier that this is a line that you just can't help but hammer because it makes no sense. And, you know, maybe you find out at the end of the day that they knew more than you did and they were right because that happens too. But also, when you see a line like this, it's hard to not just say, look, I could end up being wrong, but I can't sit here and know what I know about these two teams, not even as a great gambler, not even as like an expert. I can't not take this knowing that this line is just wrong. And that's what a lot of people did tonight, and I don't blame them because there was just no scenario where this thing was going to be that competitive. And Louisville came out early, and they looked good. They didn't seem intimidated. They they weren't really running great. It wasn't like they were running. Any, it wasn't like they, they looked like a different team as far as what they were doing. They just looked like they were playing with a little bit more energy. I mean, they came out and looked like, I wouldn't say the aggressor, but at least they came out sharp. And Kentucky came out a little bit flat. I mean, I don't think they were out there looking like a terrible team making a bunch of mistakes. They just kind of weren't. They didn't. They didn't. They weren't as ready to go, it seemed like. But sure enough, after Kentucky didn't score a field goal in like the first four minutes, you look up with just a few minutes left in the first half and you realize, yeah, they're on pace to score over 100 points. And they didn't. They got close. They scored 95. But Louisville came out and did fight a little bit early on. But just as I expected, you give up these runs and it just, it, it, it it's hard for a team to just, com- it's hard for a team to just completely change who they are. You can, Block out the noise. You can say, look, let's dig deep. Let's just play for each other. I'm not even sure they're saying those things, but I'm just saying the human element is a real thing, and Louisville's a team that has had, I mean, I don't even know if you'd call it adversity, but, I mean, they've just been bad, and they know it. They know what is being said about them and their program, and it's unfortunate, but it's real, and they know it. So when runs happen and momentum is not on your side, it you know, you just have these big, I mean, a run that could be a 8-2 to two run could be a 13-0 run. And that's where you end up to where, yeah, you'll go on a little bit of a run yourself, make a couple of good plays here and there, but you're still fighting an uphill battle because you've dug yourself too deep of a hole. Louisville is not good enough offensively as far as, you know, just doing things that teams just have problems containing. And another factor is, I mean, they turn the damn ball over too much. And they turn it over... Turnovers are such a common thing that it. I don't even feel like they, they look at a turnover 
as something that's a big deal. And like, you know, they don't even look like they are bothered by a turnover. And I don't know what you can do after the turnover, right? You just got to get back and try to make it up on the next play. But I mean, they'll turn it over three times in three possessions, and that's just kind of become the norm. Now, in the end, they didn't actually have as many turnovers as I thought because they had so many early on. Each team actually had 13 turnovers. But, um, you know, Louisville loses by 19, a game that could have been closer to 30. You know, I, I said earlier, and it wasn't for shock value. It wasn't to be a jerk. It wasn't to be um, – it wasn't to, to exaggerate. I, I felt like there was a much better chance that Louisville loses the game – by 33 rather than 13. And again, they got closer to 13, but you know, you had sand Payne in the game late. They put in guys that I don't even know who they are, but um, you know, not a surprise when it comes to the result, but I will say this before we get to the, uh, the phone lines real quick. And I promise we'll get to you guys in just a moment, but the turnout, the crowd, clearly there was blue there and there was a lot of it, but on television and what I could hear, it was nothing like I thought it would be. And it was nothing like what they were claiming it was going to be, meaning people who were there. I mean, you had folks on the Kentucky side, I'm seeing 80 to 90% blue. I'm hearing 80 to 90% blue. It looks like it's nothing but blue. And maybe I didn't see, you know, I mean, actually I did see. I saw an overall picture of the entire arena. And, you know, first reaction is it was, I mean, like I thought Kentucky fans were going to invade. That was a lightly attended rivalry game. And again, it wasn't a good game. It was at 6 o'clock between you know, two teams that are in vastly different situations. But like, it was not what I was thinking. It was. I thought it would be very, very noticeable that it was all blue. And they were loud and rowdy. And it just didn't, that didn't happen. And I don't really know why. And I'm not complaining about it. But Louisville fans did, in fact, show up better than I thought they would. And I'm happy about that. I'm not like blaming them. I'm, or I'm, I'm not like saying that you know they shouldn't have done that or that... It was, you know, foolish of them to do it. I just, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I felt like just from what I could see on television, I felt like there was more red there tonight than there has been in other games, which maybe it's because you just know, hey, I know we're not going to win or I don't think we're going to win, but I'm going to cheer this team on and I'm going to just simply hold out hope that, uh, you know, we don't get embarrassed that bad and I just want to do my part to make sure, even if I'm just one person, I'm at least doing my part to make it not as blue by being here wearing red. So that was kind of a pleasant surprise. But it mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's also sad that here I am after Louisville and Kentucky played in basketball, and I'm bringing up a pleasant surprise, a positive, that we didn't get outnumbered by the opposing fans in our own arena by that much. And again, that's just another thing that you you say out loud and you realize where we are. We are in hell. Louisville basketball is in hell. And today was another reminder of that. And moving on from Kenny Payne today, tomorrow, whatever, it may not make a huge difference in regards to results the rest of the way this year. It may not make any difference, to be honest with you. But enough's enough. You can't come out against your rival and have your team just, I mean, get beat down the floor really not do, I mean, it just, I don't want to make it to where this, because again, for those who've listened to me even a little bit, I'm not someone that like needed today for me to determine that I'm done with Kenny Payne. And I feel like they should just at least acknowledge to everybody, their fans and everybody who knows college basketball, that we're aware this didn't work and it's over and we're going to start a new next year with a new regime. But until then, we at least 
are going to save face and stop embarrassing ourselves by letting this product continue to be on the floor led by this guy who continues to do and say things that actually embarrasses us more than just the floor, just, just the results. So Kenny Payne should be let go. Will he let go? Will, will he be let go? I don't know, but we'll see. And maybe you guys disagree. I doubt there's many people on the line here that are feeling differently about Louisville basketball after today. In fact, there's a part of me that wondered, though, even that even though you lost by 19 and it was probably a little bit closer than maybe even some expected, myself included, I mean, I, I think because it's Kentucky, there's no scenario you feel. I mean, Louisville could have lost this game by one and it would have been a shock and it would have been a bad look on Kentucky, but I think Louisville fans would have still been pissed because it's your rival. You never want to lose under any circumstance. Like, there's no moral victories in general. There's certainly not one against your rivals, so... Anyways, that's my thoughts on the game, and uh, I know that's not a whole lot, but, I mean, we haven't really talked much about the actual games themselves on this post-game show because it would be a complete waste of time to do that. So we'll let you guys react. 502-571-7900. That's the number if you want to join us again. It's the Louisville Basketball Post-Game Show here on Sports Talk 790. Let's uh, get this started by going to uh, Timothy. Timothy, you're on Sports Talk 790. What's up? How you doing, Nick? I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, you know, not not the greatest. I, I think you said. I think you said it the best. Enough is enough. Uh, I mean, we got to move on after this, right? It, yeah, I mean, I, I I would think that they would go in a different direction, and I'm basing it more so not just about what happened tonight. Like tonight didn't change anything for me in regards to my thoughts on the program needing to go in a different direction, but. The timing, you know, you didn't want to have an interim coach coach against Kentucky for, I think, a couple of obvious reasons. I think you could have done it and it wouldn't have been a big deal, but at least, you know, letting him coach this game and not throwing an interim in there to face the rival and face the best team you've played all year. And then the timing here to where you have a long break before you have to play again. It makes it, if they were, here's here's, here's what I'll say, Timothy, if they're going to do it, they would have done it. They would have done it. Today, this, this they would they, they were going to do it and they're going to do it it would be maybe not now maybe not immediately maybe not tomorrow when we wake up at 7 a.m yeah, but but you know this is the window of time that if you're making a mid-season move this is when you do it so i guess now we uh you know they're on the clock we're going to wait and see if they in fact do it yeah i'm hoping, I'm hoping that they do make a move but also i would kind of get it if they kept them in season but I, for me, the biggest thing from tonight was, and you kind of talked about it, it was the crowd. Like, no, of course it wasn't like overwhelming UK, but still, I mean, there was a lot of blue in there. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they, they were, there was a lot of them and I'm sure they outnumbered us. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, uh, I mean, I totally um, would, 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 I mean, without being there, it's, I, that doesn't surprise me. And I've seen enough to where that's believable. But I just, I mean, you know, this is what's sad, man. I thought it would be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, and I agreed with you. I was glad that we showed out as much as we did. But even then, uh, you kind of also said it. It still, and then the realization that I was happy about that kind of hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, like, you know, I, I'm saying it thinking like maybe I'm going to make myself feel better. And then I realize I just want to cry because like here, that's where we are. We're thinking, hey, we didn't get outnumbered by as much as we thought we would in our own arena uh, to our rival uh, the day before we practiced and pumped in crowd noise because we knew that they would be there'd be more of them <laughs> than us. I mean, that's that's. 
that's just where we are. And look, again, the, the a change wouldn't guarantee any real results right away when it comes to this current team. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the longer you keep just running with this, it, you know, my opinion is that it, it, it's a it's a bad look for the university to just let people think that this is this is this is what you, I mean, that this is what you think is 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 good enough now again i know you can do it at the end of the year but what, what would be let me ask you this timothy what would be wrong with them just saying look we're going to go in a different direction at the end of the year but we're going to let kenny coach the rest of the year if he wants to because if he chooses not to then you know i get it I, w- I would probably not do that either but at least that would be you letting people know hey you don't have to worry about are we cool with this we actually are making a change um it's just going to be at the end of this year i think fans would actually take a, a little bit of a sigh of relief and understand yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think that a change right now is going to make anything like drastically change, right? I mean, we move on to Nolan Smith. There's no nothing that says that he's going to, you know, play a completely different brand of basketball than Kenny. That's going to be much improved. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think if you kind of give the indication that uh, there's not much he can do to save it at this point, unless he somehow wins out, um, and that we'll be moving on after, I think that would be at least something. You know, I, I just want something. Yep, no doubt. Thank you for the call, Timothy. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines again. The number is 502-571-7900. If you'd like to join us, let's go to let's go to Dave. Dave, you're on Sports Talk 790. What's happening? Well, I'm, I feel similar to you. I'm pretty sad about the whole situation at UofL. You know, if UofL did change coaches, uh, attendance at, at the Yum, I, I believe, would stay about the same. You'd probably see about Three thousand UL fans in, you know, in the seats, and and I, I really don't know uh, what the solution is. I mean, I, would uh, do you think Nolan Smith would would be willing to to be acting coach, or do you think uh, he, he they're in such a mess that uh, he he would turn them down? It's a good question, Dave, um, and, I, and I and I appreciate the phone call. I, I, I would say if you're a if you're a young up and coming coach like Nolan Smith, and I assume you still have. I mean, I don't actually. I mean, I would assume anybody that's a young assistant coach would potentially have aspirations to be a, a head coach, and I assume Nolan has those aspirations. And I think you do want to be you do want to be careful because if you are somebody that's already here and you believe that even if it's you leading and not Kenny, that the results would essentially be similar or the same. Even if everybody was aware of the situation and knowing that, like, we shouldn't judge this guy as a head coach based off of what he's what he's doing now in this role, people still would to an extent, maybe without even trying, if that makes any sense at all. So I know it sounds weak, but I would I would if I was in his position, I don't know what I would do. And some would say, well, that's weak. You know, step up. If you really want to be a head coach, here's your chance to go out here. And I think I probably would deep down, but I do understand why it's not a no-brainer because, you know, you you are as you are aware, you are as aware of anybody in, in regards to what you're inheriting. And if you know that, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of difference, it's still going to be attached to you to some extent. Now, people will know that you weren't supposed to be the guy. And that, you know, technically you're not the head coach. You're just kind of filling in. So maybe they wouldn't blame you. But then again, if you're going to be the interim coach and you're going to, I think you would want to do it in a chance where you feel like you can actually go out there and really show not just Louisville, but other programs that, hey, 
it wasn't ideal. I got my shot because we were bad and they fired the guy who brought me in, but I was able to at least show some things that, that, that make it clear that I can be a head coach. And this is maybe not a great example to use because he didn't end up being a head coach anywhere else. And it's because he didn't want to, it wasn't because he didn't have interest or options, but David Padgett, David Padgett did not get Louisville to the tournament that year when they had a pretty good team, but they were not awful by any means. They didn't even really have any bad losses. They didn't have any great wins. They were actually the absolute definition, in my opinion, of what a bubble team is. There's nothing that says there's no scenario they belong in the tournament, and there's nothing that says that you know you can't keep them out. So David, I thought, did enough in that situation in that moment to where it would give him options to go to a lower level, not D2, D3, or anything. I just mean like maybe go to a mid-major and get an opportunity because he's a great player and or he was a great player and coached under a great head coach. And at the time, that didn't really help him because he was attached to Patino whenever everybody thought Patino would never coach again. And here we are, and that's not the case. So, you know, if you think you can do something to, to potentially help your brand and your career, then I think it's a no-brainer. But I would not I'll put it this way. I've been pretty critical of this entire staff from top to bottom for obvious reasons. This isn't even a defense of them. But if 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 any of them didn't want to be the interim head coach, I would understand. I mean, I would. I mean that because you want to be. In fact, no. Look, look, Nolan. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't even know if they're going to offer him the job on the interim basis. I have no clue. But if I was, if I was, you know, trying to figure out which one of these coaches could do it if they make a change, I, I, Nolan's the young guy that may be really energized to do it and may relate to these players better than anybody else. So, you know. It would be it would be something I would try to see if it's worth doing from you know the athletic director position. But let's be honest: before the season started, Nolan tried to leave and go to the G League. So that tells me he's aware of how bad it is here, and it wouldn't shock me if he gets the opportunity and turns it down because he just wants to distance himself as best he can from this entire mess and start fresh elsewhere and be an assistant elsewhere and try to I guess once again you know climb the ladder if you will uh, in the coaching ranks and just you know. <laughs> not even include Louisville in this stint on his resume. I mean, I don't mean to sound harsh, but I mean that that I mean that's how bad it is. All right, again, 502-571-7900 is the number if you want to join us. Let's go to Ben. Ben, you are on Sports Talk 790. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? Uh yeah, man, hopefully that was that was the KP funeral, you know, not to be disrespectful, but hopefully that was it, man. Uh it was just so glaring. I wasn't there, but it was just sad seeing it on TV, and, and I gotta give our fans props. Like they, they showed up more than I, I thought they would. Honestly, like I was, I was impressed enough that they tried to say it was gonna be like eighty twenty seven. Like, yeah, hey, look about fifty fifty on TV. So, I mean, it is what it yeah, is. And, man, and, and, and Ben, I think, you know, in a way, it's, it's again, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm doing any kind of a victory lap or celebrating, but I do think, you know, your point is, is, is something I totally agree with. And, it's just nice to know that regardless of how bad things are and regardless of how little confidence the team, the fans had in this whole situation, I think a lot of people just said, look, it'll be ugly. I don't want to be around it, but man, I'm going to do my part to make sure there's not as much blue. So I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to show up and, and wear red. So, uh, Ben, if you want to hold, you can. Um, I promise uh, we will get to you if you'd like to hold. If you wouldn't want to hold, I totally get it. But we are going to go now live to the Kenny Prime press conference. Passing team that we played um, in their machine. They keep coming at you and at you and at you. And I thought for the first and quite keep it going. And we stopped defending the way and then we didn't 
share the ball like we should have, and that led to them making runs. Great in transition, uh, great rebounding, and and a really good, really good team. Questions. Kenny, you've been coaching, uh, you know, a bit speculation about your future. How have you handled that uh, as you continue to do the job? Um, you know, for me, it's more about how do I get this team better? I feel like we are getting better. Um, keeping them close together, um, that's been the focus. Um, just living on that. Russ? Kit. Kenny, you're now five and seven on the season. Is there anything that you could have done better to to have this team more competitive up to this point? Um, I would say, obviously, there are things I could have done better. Um, you know, there are some games that we lost that we could have could have won, should have won. Uh, on paper, it says we were the better team. Uh, I'm not sitting here and saying that I'm not at fault. I have not, I'm not happy with where we are, um, but I also know that we still can get better and there's a lot of room for growth, uh, but it's not all on the kids. I have to do a better job of getting these guys prepared to play really good teams. Ken, Ken do, do you take any satisfaction from the fact that you stuck with it in the second half? actually outscored them by one, didn't let the lead get to 35 or 40 or whatever? Um, I talked to the guys about the first 10 minutes of the game, what it felt like, how you had them on their heels a little bit. And then I talked about the next 10 minutes of the game and how um, we stopped sharing the ball. We didn't have assists. We didn't get back in transition. We weren't locked in defensively. And a guy goes off for 22 points. Um, second half. I think we won the second half by one. I mean, so in a 10, 11 minute spurt, 20 point game. Kenny, you kind of alluded to it, but with a, I'm over here on this side, with, uh, with a team who has so many offensive weapons in so many ways they can hurt you. What, what, what did you want to take away? Like what, what was kind of the game plan coming in, what you're trying to do? The game plan was knowing that this is an excellent transition team um, and that we had to sprint back and match up. And at times that's hard because it's not just one guy or two guys, it's five guys that all have the ability to drive it, pass it, and shoot it. Um, the other part of the game plan was making sure that we ran good offense and that we took good shots and played sort of like we played against Pepperdine. We have to, they're gonna collapse on drives. We can't go in and try to shoot layups on 6'11", 7'1", shot blockers, athletes. So we, we get them to, to suck in and we spray the ball out or we come to jump stop, shot fake, and go to the free throw line. Um, I thought we did that a little bit the beginning of the first half. And as the half went on, we tried to make the play, make the shot. They blocked the shot. You uh, kind of just touched upon it back here, there. Uh, in that beginning of the first half, when you guys do come out strong and things kind of started to fizzle out, what I guess was kind of the big reason why that momentum kind of went away and was never able to kind of build back? Well, I just thought we, me, have to do a better job of explaining to them, listen, it's slipping away. You got to get back to what we, how we got the lead, how we got even with them. How did we do that? And have them talk through it. Coach, we got even with them by moving the ball, driving, taking the ball downhill. Don't play with the ball. 
go north, south, get downhill, make them collapse, spray the ball, and get, it, get good shots. Brandon did a good job initially of putting pressure on them. Um, but as the game, we sort of went away from Brandon. We still have to find Brandon. Coach right here, just with Tyler, it seemed like he got frustrated at times during this game. What are, you know, what are some of the things that you were able to talk to him about to try to get him back in his game moving forward? Um, you know, when you're, you're an emotional young man and, and you're young, right? So he's a freshman, really good basketball player. And he's playing against really good basketball players, right? So in the heat of the battle, you can't give your spirit to anything other than the task at hand. If you give your spirit to a bad call and that knocks you out of whack, you're affecting our team. You're affecting your play. If you give your spirit to someone talking trash to you and, and you want to talk trash back and you play out of character, then you're giving your spirit to a, something negative that's going to affect us. You're a good basketball player. Trust and be secure in who you are. We need you sorely, badly. We need him to play the right way. Uh, most of the assists we get, he's probably going to be the main guy getting those assists. You can't let it get to where I got to score, I got to score, I got to score. Or you got to see the game and not give it to the referees who you may feel like they didn't give you a call. That doesn't matter. Keep playing. Keep playing. That's hey. the lesson. Hey, Kenny, back Could here. Um, there was a moment in the first half you kind of talked about, you know, things were going so great with that group on the court that started. Um, did you think about uh, keeping them in um, the game longer? And then also there was a moment late in the second half where it kind of seemed like you were maybe uh, thinking about calling a timeout um, when UK went on a big run but didn't. Um, just wondering what your thought process there was with trying to, you know, just, you know, after a couple big runs, just trying to throw them off their game. So if you look at their team, how many guys played, you know, 12 minutes or more. So they got a bunch of guys, right? Um, and so when you play this game and you play a top five team and they got a bunch of players, our guys are going to get tired and they need a blow. So we're hoping that we can give guys blows and then come back to them and they be fresh. Um, so that's the first thing. In the second half, look, the game is, is teetering. We need to keep this game competitive. You guys got to keep fighting through. You got to keep fighting through. We want to win four-minute segments, and that's what we talked about doing. Kenny says you can see, you know, that you're getting better. Like, where are you seeing this team getting better even amid the struggles? So the first thing is when we're playing well, um, you see we're getting assists. Again, uh, 14 assists tonight. That should have been 20. Um, when we play that way, we played that way for the first 10 minutes. When we play that way, we're pretty good. Uh, when we don't play that way, we look like individuals, not a team. Kenny, um, Cal just said he felt like uh, you're basically a year away from having this program where you would want it. How, how, how close do you feel like you are if you were using Kentucky in their roster right now as kind of a measuring stick? If I'm, if I'm using Kentucky as a measuring stick, I mean, did you see all those All-Americans out there? Um, the first thing I'll say is I don't know what the game was last year. Um, to me, I see segments where the gap is closing. The gap is closing. And I don't know if fans see it, you guys see it as media people, but the gap is closing. And um, I feel like we're headed in the right direction. Um, 
Now, we still got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of work to do. I got to be better. Uh, I'm not saying I have all the answers. But I'm, I, when I look at my team, how many really good high school players can walk in here and demand starting time? Not many. I will probably now have to go to the transfer portal and get a guy that's been in college three or four years to add to this. That's where we are. Um, I think that's a big jump from where we started, um, where high school kids can't walk in here and outplay a Tyler who has a year in this, or a Sky who has two years now, or Trey. Like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, we have good players that are very young, and they're only going to get better. So the next step is bringing in transfer guys that can take this over the hump. Kenny, you get almost two weeks right here in the back. You get almost two weeks until uh, conference play begins. I guess I'm curious, what do those next two weeks or so look like for you? And also, do you like the fact that you have some time between the next game, or do you wish that there was another one? I love the fact that we got time because we got to get better. We got to get more consistent. Um, I have to look at these first 10 or 12 games and assess what could we do better. Um, and we got time to work on things that we want to do to get this team better. Uh, we're getting into conference play now. And, you know, in conference play, the teams are good. But I think that we have shown that we are capable of being competitive. And if you fall asleep on us, we may burn some people. Yeah, um, just going back to your comments about, you know, I'm needing the transfer portal. Um, did you feel like it gives like, and we talked over the summer, or at least at ACC tip-off, you said you didn't want to value age and, you know, who you're looking for out of the transfer portal you wanted to find fit. Um, just um, any thoughts about, you know, I'm going to look back on that time just uh, trying to get some more uh, veteran guys because, you know, they can come in and, and they can add so much just some off the jump. Well, I think when you talk about what we did, you know, we won four games um, last year. So when you go to talk to kids that are high-level kids, they want to know, Coach, are you going to win more than four games? How can I come to Louisville and lose and win four games? Like, so there's apprehension there, right? Then on top of that, all the top schools <laughs> are going after the top transfer guys. So I have to battle that. And I have to make sure that probably that nobody finds out exactly who the transfer guys are that we're going after or the top schools are going to get them. It's just the nature of the beast. But I think we're headed in a direction where we are about to make the next jump. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, but also knowing we got a lot of work to do to get these guys better. I know we got to get to a break really quickly here, and I know we've got callers on hold, but I have so much to react to from what was said there. And here's what I know. I know that none of it matters. Like What he said didn't matter. My reaction to it doesn't matter. But I can't help myself. I mean, he, I mean, he lights up. Talking about Kentucky, their team, their freshmen, like an eight-year-old who just realized he found out where his dad hides the Playboy magazines. He can't help himself. 
and he doesn't realize what he's doing when he says things like we're getting better they're making progress because what it really what, it, what it's really doing is okay let let me see he just said they're making progress let me let me let me as a fan try to give it some thought and see if i agree well yeah you won four games last year i mean you could be instead of maybe one of the worst teams in the country in the mix of maybe one of the 40 worst teams in the country and that would actually be progress but you're reminding us of what you what you've done from top to bottom so like the we're getting better we're making progress is something i thought we all agreed we wouldn't we wouldn't do or say because of how bad it was last year progress is not going to be just something you throw out to try to act like things are heading in the right direction they're so awful I mean, Pepperdine was progress, but did it change anything? No. And Kenny Payne also, I mean, talking about we got to do what we did against Pepperdine. Do you understand the difference in who you just played? Like, you can't look at Pepperdine and think, oh, we did this against Pepperdine. <laughs> Let's just do it again against Kentucky. As if it's not a completely different level and a different planet when it comes to talent. And then, my God, the transfer portal comment. I mean, it's incompetence. I mean, it's it's it's... It's another sign where he's letting everybody know he's terrible at his job and doesn't even really know anything about how to do his job whenever he's now saying he needs to rely on guys that have played three or four years in the portal or in college basketball and use the portal instead of relying on 18-year-old freshmen. The most basic, and I mean the most basic college basketball observer would know that that's where this is now. That's the game. Kenny came back to college basketball and didn't know seemingly that like it's a different game with nil in the portal and he told us how many times that it wasn't the right way to build a roster and build a program if you bring it i mean goodness gracious i I hope jerry eaves is in bed and didn't hear that because uh jerry somebody make sure jerry didn't hear that because he's going to need to be sitting down when he hears that kenny just talked about getting three to four year uh, veterans in the portal because I thought Jerry had told us for a long time that the the previous coach that did that, he killed the program. He put the program in a terrible spot because he went out and got guys that were veterans that only had a year or two to play. So you're telling Jerry, do you, are you hearing this, Jerry? This this is Kenny saying he's going to do what you said crushed the program. You better get you better get him in line. All right, we'll take a break. 502-571-7900 is the number if you want to uh, join us on the phone lines. we got full lines now. We'll get to you guys that have been holding. I appreciate you holding. And uh, when somebody drops off, that's your chance to jump in. All right, so 502-571-7900 is the number if you want to join us. I keep giving the number, but we're full right now. But just know if somebody drops off, you can jump in. It is the Louisville Basketball Postgame Show here on Sports Talk 790. Uh, that press conference from Kenny Payne, it was just it was, it was comical. Uh, I mean, admitting it was harder to get transfers because they're coming off a season where they won four games without realizing you're the coach that won four games, dude. <laughs> you're a part of that. Like that may be wild. It's not just, Hey, they're looking not, they're not just looking at a number. They're looking at you 
And also, I know you didn't pursue those guys because you told us you didn't want them. And I know veteran dudes that wanted to be pursued by Louisville and you didn't pursue them and they would have helped. So it's just, I mean, too little too late in my opinion. But again, there's only one person that makes that decision and that's Josh Hurd. And I guess now we wait to see um, what he decides to do. All right, again, 502-571-7900. That is the number. Let's go to Cody. Cody, what's happening? Hey, Nick, what's happening, man? Um, man, you know what's crazy? Um, I remember you in the previous shows, you've been talking about how, and we both know how crazy and like how ridiculous it seems, but almost like Kenny was put here by Kentucky just to be a spy. And like, you know, like my brain has these thoughts. Like, I mean, at what point do we like, like, you know, at what point do we consider that that, that I'm, like that might be a possibility as ridiculous as that might seem. Like I'm saying the, the earth is flat or something crazy like that, but it's almost to the point where any scenario that we can muster up where we would choose someone with just the ties to the university as a player and a champion when he has no prior head coaching experience. And I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, Nick, at the time I was one of those people. I was all for the hire. I thought with, with his recruiting and whatnot, he could bring in the guys to make us compete. But it's like, Nick, it's almost like in these press conferences, like he's in a like he's in a parallel universe and like his doppelganger is speaking like with some of these things that he says don't even like they don't there, there's no part of my brain that can figure out like this is really the coach of a at minimum top 10 program of all time and he's making these ridiculous comments like he just got done and, coaching and Cody it's actually sad that he doesn't he, I, I believe that he doesn't have any idea how it comes off and he he doesn't listen to people who try to tell him to to be a little more aware of how things are are, are taken. And sometimes things can get exaggerated and stretched. But you have to know that in the position you have, that's always going to be the case, and it's really going to be the case whenever things are bad because that's just the nature of of, of what this job is. I mean, it's um you know I I I I wouldn't be shocked if that's his last press conference. To be honest with you. He dropped. Did we okay, sorry, Cody. Um, appreciate the call, man. Appreciate you holding. Um, and and when it comes to like recruiting, this is one of those things that I've always that I've always believed is that the one good thing he did, and I'm not telling you this 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 means it changes how I feel about him and the situation, but what he did do was, and actually I think it was more of his assistant, but nonetheless. They brought in a good class on paper. Now, one of those guys went to Australia. One guy's not playing. And just so you all know, there may be some dudes who leave for Christmas break and don't come back. Um, but they brought a top three class here. They were here. Again, didn't mean much if the guys don't play. But they were here. They signed. They chose to come here after you won four games. And all but one of them was a part of this team early on because Trent Flowers left. And, and I, st I don't even blame Kenny a whole lot for that. Now, maybe if Trent left because he just realized that this was going to be what we had then I think it is somewhat on Kenny because he got a five-star kid and the dude was like, I got to get the hell out of here because this ain't it. But nonetheless, my point is he brought in good young talent. Like tonight, Kentucky clearly has better talent and they're a better team, but it was not like you're watching the JV team uh, that, you know, is, 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 you know, two and 18 playing a varsity team that's one of the best teams in the state. Like, again, they have better players. Visually, you can tell they're better, and they have better athleticism, better size. I'm not trying to say that the talent is comparable, but 
tonight. It didn't look, I mean, I didn't feel as if like, goodness, great. Like, they've had dudes before where Louisville was a good team. And I'm like, all right, we ain't, there's no way we can contain that. So I think my criticism of him was even more so justified and legit, at least in my opinion, whenever he got a brand new team this year with a couple of dudes in the portal that have some talent, they're not great. Trey White, Scott Clark, and then he has this top three class. I guess, you know, maybe it's a top 10 class when you take away Flowers. And the results are just as bad. And I think if you just consider who they've played and the roster upgrades, I think you could make a legitimate case that regardless of the record, they're worse than last year. I mean, that's not a crazy thing to say. So anytime I just get down this path of yelling and, and getting you know, worked up about Kenny Payne. I'm now to the point where I'm like, Nick, calm the hell down. It, it's not worth it. This is, there's, I mean, it, it, it's it's not worth it. All right, back to the phone lines again. 502-571-7900. Let's go to Josh. Josh, you're on Sports Talk 790. What's up? Nick, what's up, old buddy? How we doing? Oh, man, good. This is like the fourth time I've called in this year just because I, I just, I can't take it. I've been listening to all the post-game shows and trying to catch you as much as possible. But Appreciate you. Dude, that went... Yeah, yeah. When when he says uh, he said in that <clears throat> in that post game press conference when he was like, "Yeah, we can't let uh, I, I got to try not to let the other teams know who we're recruiting, so they can't recruit against us, basically, because we only won four games and who wants?" It's like, uh, why are you saying? It's just everything he says. He's delusional. Like, I mean, he he he's a delusional human that is not in in connection at all with reality. And just think think about this, John or, or Josh. Think about this. When it comes, like, do you think there's any program in the country that's worried about who Louisville's recruiting or what Louisville's doing in any aspect? No. And I think he believes yeah. they are. Like, oh, we got to be careful because when we're coming, they know they better get ready because we're going to. I mean, it's just, he, the, he's, he is in a different reality. He's actually, he's in a different world that is not reality. I, I don't know if he thinks we're dumb or he's just that ignorant, right? Like, I, I, I don't know what, what's going on there, but. I don't know, man. It's uh, you know, I didn't even watch the 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 second half of the game. I just couldn't do it. I sat around with my four year old and we made reindeer food, right? Like I just couldn't I like that. I like that to it anymore. That's good yeah. dad stuff yeah. right yeah. there. Put it to bed. That's right. Put it to bed. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna turn on turn on Nick. Listen to it. And I just, man, I, I just, you know, talking about Nolan, whether or not he wants to do it or not do it, right? If he does it, I guess maybe there's a little bit of a boost for me. I wouldn't go. You're talking about somebody who who was fighting online with people on Twitter, who had his family oh, yeah. fighting online on Twitter. You know, I mean, he's just immature. He he's not ready to do something like that. I mean, I, I heard rumors that he was wanting to, you know, he he wasn't at the TBT because he was a little mad he didn't play in the TBT. I mean, come on, dude, you're a Division one college basketball coach. Get your stuff together. You know, I mean, if if they were to bring in that staff that that everybody seems to be rumoring talking about, uh, you know, with Lieberman and Paget, and you know, I think that might uh, bring some more fans, you know, would it bring some more wins? I, I have to imagine both of those guys uh, know infinitely more about how to coach a team than than anyone on our current staff, if I'm being honest with you. So, you know, maybe it leads to a couple more wins. Uh, you know, I might actually go to the Yum Center for the first time, uh, you know, in, in the last couple – the last game I attended was Lenore Ryan, and uh, and I was I was out. I, I was yeah, out yeah you knew all you needed to know then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I didn't want to hire him in the first place. I just, you know, I love the man for what he did for Louisville basketball, you know, when he was playing, but I, I didn't like to hire at all, at all. And I went into it trying to be positive. Uh, after they brought him in, I was like, you know what, let's let's do this thing. Let's see what we got. I go, and 
you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody had the same deal. People were calling me, offering me a sweet tickets last year with free booze and free food. And I was like, no, thanks. I'm not wasting my time going down there. You know, I, I just, maybe if Wayne Blackshoe was back on the team or something like that, it would hype me up. <laughs> but, you know. Good, good stuff, Josh. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in. Good to hear from you. That's a, that's a throwback there, the Wayne Blackshoe reference. Kenny, I mean, Kenny failed the honeymoon. Like he didn't even have a honeymoon because even before there was a result in regards to like wins and losses. And of course, the first time we saw him play against somebody, even in a fake game, the exhibition was Lenore Ryan and they lost to a bad team that didn't even have their two best players. I mean, that was a real sign. But before that, I mean, just the lack of engagement with the fan base and you hear people mentioning like, is he, is he here yet? Like, did he, like he took the job, right? Like, why is he not here? It's been a month. Um, why did, players that were still on the roster hit the portal because they never heard from him. Like, so, you know, it was, the signs were there from, from day one that this was a big mistake. And, and here we are however long later. And, and it appears that that is certainly, certainly the case. Now, real quick, before we get to the phone lines, I do want to mention the interim staff that Josh admit, like I know, and I wouldn't be, you know, I'm not telling you that, I wouldn't be excited if they decided to give the uh, basically an interim staff uh, a chance here. And I don't mean like the current staff. I mean like they cleaned house and brought in a crew from the outside. I don't mean strangers off the street. I mean guys that we know that are around the community that have a connection here. He mentioned Lieberman and and Peyton and, 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 and whatnot. And I wouldn't be against it, but I do think you have to keep in mind something that is just a part of this that I don't hear anybody bringing up. If you, If you've got players on this team, and you send them home for Christmas and you let them know that you've made a change and the guy that's going to be coaching them is someone they don't know. That's not a, that, that, that's, that's not an easy situation. And that's not a knock on Peyton. You guys know, I love Peyton, love him, love him. I mean, I'm not in love with him. You know, he's great, great guy, but I'm married, but you know, he's great. He's the best. And Mark Lieberman, I love, I wish Mark Lieberman would go be a head coach in college somewhere. I know he wants to stay here because Louisville's become his home. His daughter's here, but he's a phenomenal basketball coach. He's one of those guys I like watching coach because of his energy. And I just, you know, he's, he knows the game and I would, I'd be fine with it, but I think you have to be, it becomes much, it's not only a difficult process to bring in an assist, to bring in an interim coach and an interim staff that is not already on your staff for obvious reasons, because you got to work it out from like a contract standpoint, all that kind of stuff. But recruits being told they're now playing or I say recruits. I mean, they were recruits, but they're now here. So they're not recruits. They're players. Them being told they're now going to be coached by somebody they don't know. And I, I would imagine they have familiarity with, with, with Mark and Peyton. I know they do with Peyton, but that's just, you know, that's put it this way. It makes a lot of sense to all of us. And it may actually be just what we needed to get better and get some energy and some life in the program until we get to the end of this year and they go find a new staff. But I think you have to consider it from the players currently. I already believe there's going to be guys that go home for Christmas and don't come back. I think if you tell them when they come back, they're going to be led by a coach that they don't know. I could see it being even more of a situation where they're like, look, this has been a circus already. And it's about to get even weirder with us playing for a guy we don't know. It just, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I guess long, it's a long winded way of me saying, I don't think that the university is going to go in that direction, but what the hell do I know? And the answer to that's nothing. I have no clue what's going on behind the scenes. All right, let's go to Maxwell. Who's up next. Maxwell, you're on sports talk 790. What's up? Hey, Nick, what's up? How we doing? Um, so 
essentially, I, I got two things to say, and then I'll just let you talk. Um, the after the press the press conference, um, bringing up you know nil stuff like that, the whole hype around Kenny coming in was you know the recruiting and as well with Nolan as well, you know the recruiting, and I have to feel like with you know if they're such good recruiters and stuff and the nil program that we have here at Louisville that we all know about that the football team is clearly taken advantage of, you know. If, if you were going to do that, I feel like, you know, you would have had some kind of result instead of getting a player from Miami that, you know, giving him a scholarship that never even played at Miami. Um, that's one thing that, you know, I feel like that was just, Maxwell, we could do we could do a a, a forty eight hour marathon of radio and probably not get to all the little things that we could stack up that are just you know baffling that makes you wonder what the hell is this guy doing and it's not an it's not a knock on I me. Mean, look, it's not these kids' fault that Kenny Payne wanted him, but Kenny told us that he didn't want to get veterans in the portal because he didn't think that was the right way to build a program. And then he went out and used two scholarships on a kid that he kicked off the team that seemingly nobody knows why. And Karan Davis, also a kid that regardless of the current situation, nobody else wanted him. He wasn't a legitimate recruit. He wasn't being recruited by anybody. And then the Danilo kid who I don't even know where he would have surfaced if he didn't end up with a Louisville offer. He wasn't being recruited either. So, I mean, like it's, you know, I, there's just zero scenario. Anybody would, would look at this and act like this mess is not mostly due to Kenny. And I don't, when I say mostly, I'm not blaming anybody from before. I mean, I'm saying the players, they've got to have some accountability as well. But Kenny has, has given us a new cloud, in my opinion, in regards to like moving on. Oh, absolutely. And then, um, you know, we're talking about you know, Nolan possibly as a coach. I'm, I'm to the point where I would almost question that completely because at some point, I'm going to feel like. You know, I don't know the exact breakdown, you know, the responsibilities of um, assistant coaches and stuff, but I feel like at some point in time, you know, if you're playing necessarily your, your assistants, if they were worth anything, they're going to step up and, you know, do something. And, like, yeah, I feel like we haven't seen that at all from any of the staff, you know, and that, you know, I think I was one. So I'm like, do we really trust, you know, one of anybody on the staff farming as the answer right now? So. Yeah, thank you for the call, Maxwell. I appreciate you. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. That That is believed to be, and it wouldn't be a shock if it is, in fact, one of the issues and one of the potential holdups in why there hasn't been a change. And I don't even okay, I don't want to be I don't want to make people think that I'm telling you that the reason they haven't made a change is because they don't have anybody that would they would want to be the interim. But if that was the case, it would make total sense because I mean I don't think there's anybody on the staff that the administration would say, look, this guy's the guy to get us through the rest of this year. And I don't think any of these guys are showing any interest in doing it. They're not saying, hey, look, I mean, if you felt like you knew you could get better results, maybe you would look at, maybe you'd, you'd feel like a backstabber and you would feel disloyal to the guy who hired you. But dude, it's a competitive business and it could be an opportunity of a lifetime. Not to say you would ever get the job long-term, but you could really show something here. These guys aren't doing that. Nolan's not doing that. I mean, Nolan tried to leave, and he he didn't get out. He couldn't get a job. Uh, Danny Manning, I don't I don't know what he wants to do. Um, he's been a head coach, so at least he he's done that, and he was an interim coach last year, so it's not something that's that unfamiliar uh, to him. Um, but actually, I guess it was two years ago he was an interim. But nonetheless, um, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever find out for sure. But if we ever do find out that one of the one of the holdups in this happening. Uh, is is 
the fact that there's no easy scenario to just say, hey, we know this is the guy that we're going to give a chance here. So, which again, actually makes it more sad, doesn't it? All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to, let's, we're going to do a couple more calls here and then we have to get a break and then I promise we'll get to you if you're holding. Uh, let's go to Justin. Justin, you're on Sports Talk 790. What's up? Yeah, what's up, Nick? Uh, I was calling in. Do you think that Kenny will go back to Kentucky after if I get rid of him this year? Uh, I mean, I think he would if they if they offered him a job. Uh, I think he, I think he was really, really, really content and loved the NBA. I think he loved being in New York. I don't know if that opportunity would would uh, reappear. I know uh, of all the people he's close to. I mean, it's hard to imagine he's closer to anybody than John Calipari. The way he just loves on him but um he's really close with the with the brass up there in in new york leon rose and 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 world wild west those guys so i would say if that opportunity was there that's probably where he would go and when he is gone i can tell you guys some specifics about you know kenny's you know i don't think kenny ever thought he's gonna be here long term and there's some things that will make that quite clear that he never really thought he was gonna make this his home but i would say he'll try to do that if he can if not, if Kentucky offered him a job, I think he would be happy to go back, but they'd have to get rid of somebody. But in the world of coaching, you know, it wouldn't be a shock if one of these assistants for Cal gets an opportunity to be a head coach or something like that. So, um, you know, I, I don't know for sure, but I think if they offered him a job and he didn't have the option to go back to the NBA, I think he'd go to Kentucky in a heartbeat. And I wouldn't blame him, okay. to be honest with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. And uh, what would you tell a card- like the Cardinal fans that's, Got dog walked at home in Kentucky, like in football and basketball. What do you what do you tell Say them that again? going forward? I said, what would you tell like a Cardinal fan going forward from here after they've got dog walked in basketball and football at home? What would I Where tell them? It's uh, a good question. Uh, thank you, Justin. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't think they're asking for me to tell them much of anything. I mean, I would, I would hear, uh, I would say this: that wasn't fun. <laughs> that that uh, is not ideal, uh, and uh, hopefully it gets better. I mean, that's my words of encouragement. I mean, <laughs> I do love a Kentucky fan asking me what I would tell Louisville fans about losing to the rival in both sports this year. I mean, maybe I should have asked him, what do you think I should tell him? Because I got nothing. What would you tell him, John? At least we try, at least at least at least everybody had fun. I just tell him I won a hundred bucks tonight. That's what I'd tell him. Actually, here's here's what I'll tell him, Justin. I would say, look, at the end of the day, it's not about winning and losing. It's about everybody having fun and competing and playing hard and having good sportsmanship. And we did that. So we won in my book. That's what I'll tell him. All right, Brad. Brad, you're on Sports Talk seven ninety. What's up? Hey, Nick. Um I would say Santa Heard needs to show up tomorrow and give us U of L fans our early, well-deserved Christmas gift. And can Kenny and this whole freaking staff? I mean, you had mentioned it earlier, uh, the possibility of Mark Lieberman and bringing in a, a whole new crew. I would do it. And, and these kids, I, I, I get it. They came here to play for Kenny, and it's like, why'd we do that right now? 
But if they are serious enough about wanting to play at the next level, they'll get behind somebody like Lieberman and get this train wreck turned around. Looked at, I looked at the schedule. If you do this tomorrow, ship all the lazy bum you know, staff. They've all been lazy. Let's get facts straight. They've not done their job. They're collecting paychecks. You ship them out. Lieberman goes with this team, new system, goes to Virginia, who, you know, we know our track record there, beats them at Virginia. We come home and play Pittsburgh two days later on January 6th. Maybe you get that young, you know, not filled up, but – you get some momentum there. Yeah, you I mean you, and, you get some life. You get some life, which is much needed. <laughs> well, my my concern, and I'll let you go here, Josh. Is I mean, I felt sick with that press conference after the game. Kenny is a man talking like he's going to be here longevity. Cal, oh, yeah. one year away, and 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 you know what I think he's got in his mind. I mean, it's like Jerry Eve set him up with lawyers or whatever to where we may not be able to get rid of Kenny. I mean, that's, that's how I took that press conference. And, you know, this is getting scary. People wonder why Josh, where is he or whatever? We might have, I mean, it may be pretty tough to get rid of KP. And Maybe. his legacy here is, is going to get muddy in a hurry. I mean, if he's going to be here all year and pulling the stuff that he's pulled, it's going to get ugly, folks. So just strap in, and uh, I hate to say it like that, Nick, but that press conference again – that guy had a lot of confidence there. Yeah, he, he did not. He he did not seem to be approaching that press conference like there was any scenario where it would be his last one. I'm with you, and I appreciate the call, Brad. I do, and I got to say something, man. I, I listened to every second of your call, and I think you made some good points, and I'm hoping that you are wrong and that it's not super difficult and it's just something they just are able to do. But you did distract me right out of the gate because I have I feel like I've been the only one that's been very – well, not the only one, but, I mean, I don't understand why there's been – there's this, there's this eagerness to just tell people, wait a second, you shut the hell up talking about Josh Hurd. He's got this. He's proven he can make the tough decisions, damn it. I mean, where? I mean, I'm not saying he's not equipped for the job, but like there are some people that act as if this guy's been here 30 years and anybody thinking he can't, he, that, he, that he's not navigating this thing well, I, I mean, then they're, then they're crazy. And I just don't understand that because I feel like, you know, I don't think I'm out of line to say that he's not been handling this as best as an, an, an athletic director could and should. And I think even the article today kind of showed that. But nonetheless, what, what Brad said there, John, was, Santa, like Santa, Hurd. Yeah, Santa Hurd. If everything I said about Josh Hurd, which I'm sure it's not keeping him up at night, I know he doesn't care, and he may not even know uh, what I say about him. But if he showed up in a press conference to announce Kenny Payne was fired and he was dressed up like Santa, <laughs> all I take back everything I said. <laughs> that would be I take epic. back everything I said if he did that. All right, uh, we'll come back here after this quick break and get some more phone calls, uh, our last break of the show, and then we'll finish strong here as you guys, uh, it's your all's chance to uh, to jump in. Again, if you're on hold, we'll get to you in just a second. It's the Louisville Basketball Post Game Show here on Sports Talk 790.
It is the Louisville Basketball Post Game Show here on Sports Talk 790. Nick Coffey with you, the company man, John, alongside this evening. And uh, we appreciate you hanging out. I was going to say staying up late. I mean, it is late, but with a 6 o'clock tip, it's nowhere near as late as some of the postgame shows have been. So, look, regardless of uh, the time uh, and, and where you are, wherever you are, what you're doing, if you're listening, we uh, we certainly do appreciate it. And if you want to join us, you can. 502-571-7900 is the number if you'd like to give us a call. And I just... And it, it never want to. I never want to give uh, you know my thoughts on what Louisville should do as an administration in regards to Kenny. I mean, I, I give you my thoughts, but I don't want anybody to act like I'm telling you this is what's going to happen because I have no clue. But those that are sharing with me on social media and even on our text line that the players say they're still riding with Kenny forever, like that doesn't matter. Like at least it shouldn't. I mean, if Josh Hurd was ready to make a decision and then he heard that Brandon Hulley Hatfield and Scott Clark say they're still riding or rocking with Kenny Payne and he made a change of I mean that that doesn't matter. I mean that that's I mean no offense to those young men, I can respect their loyalty, but I mean players saying they still like their I mean, imagine if they didn't fire him, are they gonna say, uh, it's funny you ask, uh, I'm hoping they can this guy's ass tomorrow, man, because we suck. They're not gonna say that. Like using that as like any indication but this is what happens because we've heard nothing from from Herd at all and we've got no indication from the administration as far as what they're gonna do. It does lead to people hearing the players talk about it and Kenny talk about his future and it just makes you assume that 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 everything's okay and they're not gonna make a change. I don't know if I believe that, but I don't know what's going on. But I think when you have nothing but silence from a leadership position, you know, that is leading not just, I mean, Kenny's leading the program as the coach, but Josh leads the athletic department. He's Kenny's boss. So when he's not controlling the message and he's letting Kenny continue to talk and do what he does, people are going to hear that. And that's all they know. That's all they hear. That's the only substance that they actually have of, of, of something that's been said. So, you know, you can't act like fans are out of line to look at you and say that you must think this is this is fine and that this is you know something you want to keep doing because there's been no action to show that that you don't. And I think you could even come out and say look we're still evaluating everything we're obviously aware that this is not the way it should be and we're doing doing everything we can to you don't even have to give any kind of a comment on Kenny you can just talk about it. I think just some kind of acknowledgement that you are still evaluating things and are aware that the program has higher standards than this yada 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 like that wouldn't change anything as far as the results but i do think it would have been appreciated and i think it was damn damn downright necessary but again that's just my thoughts all right let's go to allison allison you were on sports talk 790 how are you this evening i'm good nick how are you doing good great to hear from you yeah so props to justin for uh being a uk fan and hanging on that long because i tried to get in about 30 times and it was busy so you go, Justin. Keep supporting the station. We love it. Yeah, and I um, feel like if you're gonna, yeah, you got to. I mean, again, like he wasn't. He wasn't even willing to like really like he. We knew he was a Kentucky fan because of the question and just because you know um, everything about the call. But like, I would, if I was gonna hold, I would at least bring something a little bit more than that. You know what I mean? That's just me, though. <laughs> yeah. Second thing, a name that, as far as potentially filling in intern that just curious would be Reese Gaines. I mean, Reese has more connection to the program rather than Kenny's staff, and he's been around these players. So that, I mean, I know he doesn't have any coaching experience, but, I mean, hell, if you're going to pick somebody. Um, so just kind of maybe your thoughts on that. And then 
As far as Kenny's press conference, I don't know if you heard him ask him about the timeout. Why didn't you call a timeout? And he basically goes on to say that he didn't call a timeout because Cal Perry has more players than him, and basically his players were tired, which, I mean, we know that he can't answer any kind of questions in the press conference, but just just doesn't make any sense. I mean, nothing that comes out of the man's mouth makes any sense ever. Um, and it's just you want to be mad and upset when you lose to Kentucky, and you want to be able to talk crap, and you can't even feel that anymore, and it's just a horrible feeling. So thanks for having me, Nick. I'll listen Thank to you. your answers, and uh, have a good night. Thank you, Allison. I appreciate it. You have a good night as well. Yeah, with Reese, you know, he has been an assistant coach. He coached in the G League as, a, as an assistant, and he was an assistant coach for two different staffs uh, that I'm aware of. One was Bellarmine for Scott Davenport, and then the other was Eastern Kentucky. I believe when Dan McHale was the head coach there, and uh, to my knowledge, he's he's not even. I mean, not again. Anybody would would you know that could potentially give us some life here, and and you know, here, here's what's crazy. I don't think there's an interim coach that's going to make this thing worse. So. If it's Reese, whatever, I doubt they'd go in that direction. I doubt he would want to go in that direction because his role currently is not one of of actually coaching basketball. To my knowledge, he's more of like a, an ambassador and, and a program assistant. But he's a, he's a legend, no doubt. And uh, you got to wonder if you're Josh Hurd, do you consider that when you're when you're thinking about? All right, we may not get a lot of wins this year, or make the tournament or anything, but man. Let's let's have some fun. Let's give let's let's you know you don't want to just bring some random off the street. Like I'm not saying, hey, let's go get Jack Harlow. He's Louisville's favorite musician, celebrity. Let's see if he wants to coach. I don't want to act like it could be anybody, but I do think if there's somebody that is in fact involved in basketball, has some has some experience in the coaching world, and they would be willing, and they have a con- I think the big thing is that do they have a connection to these players? And I know one of the callers earlier mentioned that that shouldn't matter, and I hear you, but I just know that that is. A, and if I'm a parent. And my my and again these guys are grown ups technically, but if I'm a parent and my kid comes home for Christmas and they tell me that they fired the coach and the interim guy is somebody that he, he doesn't even know, I'm not going to be surprised at all if he decides to just start fresh elsewhere. And I mean, I I wouldn't blame him. So um, that's how bad things are. Throwing names out there as far as interim coach just because we know it would probably be at least nothing worse than what we have now, and it might get us excited. So. Thank you for the call, Allison. Let's go back to the phone lines here and welcome in TJ. TJ, you're on Sports Talk 790. What's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing, buddy? Doing okay. How about yourself? Hey, so, oh, well, you know, outside of the game, I'm good, man. It is what it is. I didn't expect to win, so it, it's what it is. You know, the first four minutes, dude, they excited me for a minute. Dude, TJ, I, I'm I'm telling you, bro, I, I, I felt alive, and that's so sad to say, and I know this is probably going to be weaponized against me because it's pathetic, but when they played well early, I was into it like I haven't been into a Louisville game in so long. And it it, it made me feel alive. I haven't felt that in a while. Now, quickly, it, it ended whenever Kentucky went on their run. But at least we had that, right? When they when they did the run, they smacked us in the face, and then the, and then the players quit responding. Yeah, that, I know. I saw it, too. Yep. I'm with you. But but uh, what my call was about is actually, honestly, today while I was at work, dude, I work in the concrete industry. And we do a lot of uh, – we do a lot of uh, – you know, commercial, we we do residential, we do all kinds of stuff. So, anyways, dude, today when I got to work this morning, we were having a conversation about the U of L UK game, and uh, the guy, a guy that uh, has worked in the concrete industry for probably, I don't know, 18 years, told me that, uh, that within the last week, Jay Wright bought a house in Prospect. You're, you're lying. And no, I'm not. 
No, I wouldn't. I, do you, I don't know do how you, true that. I, do I, you I believe it? I, uh, well, I mean, the guy wouldn't lie to me. Why would he lie to me? Me and him were cool. You know what I'm saying? He well, he might he, he might have heard it, but I mean, that's I mean, Jay Wright is I mean, Jay Wright's working right now. He's I don't think he's he's spending his free time buying houses because. You know, he works for CBS and he's kind of like their main guy when it comes to their college basketball coverage and broadcasts. So I think it's either CBS or Fox. I, I think I'm not quite sure, but I mean, look, I've said all along, I think Jay Wright is unrealistic as a hire. But if for some reason he did decide he wanted to get back into coaching and he wanted to come here, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll pack his luggage for him wherever he's coming from, and I'll walk it back to Louisville if I have to. The second tidbit of information he gave me was is this same guy that he got his information from called the Kenny Payne hiring at least a week or two before it actually happened because he saw Kenny Payne buy a house and do the same kind of thing when he was coming to Louisville when he got hired a year ago. Well, TJ, I appreciate the call, uh, and I can't. Uh, I guess I. I mean, I don't know. I, I. I don't know this for sure, but one of the things that has made me believe that Kenny may never have thought this was a long-term thing is that, from what I understand, Kenny doesn't own a house here. Now, I could be wrong. That could have changed. And it's really not my business, but he brought up the whole house thing. And I mean, that may not be that he didn't want to be here. Maybe that he's just a guy who never buys. He rents. But I mean, I'm going to save that for, for down the line because I do think when it is all over, there's going to be some stuff that, that again, that, that I think will be worth bringing up that's not to pile on the guy and make it worse. Because if it's over, it's over. Everybody will be happy. He can go on with his life. But I do think that there'll be some some things that, that do – um, become public to make it clear that Kenny didn't really want the job initially, and he was talked into taking it. And I think that's pretty telling as to where I, I mean, not to say he's not trying, although you could certainly watch and see and listen and wonder if he's trying to to to, to win because guy can't get out of his own way. But um, you know, I I don't think that was like a, somebody messing with us about a prank call. But I'm here to tell you that, that I don't think Jay Wright is is realistic and i don't believe that he bought a house or anything like that but hey what have i said like a broken record i've sounded like a broken record for a while now saying this nothing would shock me who knows we'll see i still think it's impossible but if it was realistic hell yeah that'd be i mean i don't know if you'd find a better coach that's not currently coaching somewhere than than that guy but again and for those who don't know the reason his name comes up is not just because he's a great coach. And I think a lot of people know this who are listening and who are Louisville fans, but Jay Wright and, and, and Josh Hurd worked together at Villanova briefly and had a good relationship. Uh, Jay Wright went out of his way to really talk up Josh whenever he became the interim athletic director and then became the full-time athletic director. I don't think that means he's going to come work for him, but that is why the name Jay Wright gets mentioned more than than you might you might have expected because yes there are fans that think any coach would come and coach their program and Jay Wright I think is in that category of like people just throw names out without realizing that those guys wouldn't come here but the reason they may believe it more than than other unrealistic names is because there is in fact an actual connection there between Hurd and, and Jay Wright all right we don't have much time left here so let's go to these we're gonna get to two more calls here before we wrap this thing up let's go to Michael Michael you're on Sports Talk 790 how are you 
Hey, Nick, man. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I got just a few things. Uh, One, icing on the cake that DJ Wagner's only field goal tonight was the field goal that set the new opponent scoring record at the Yum Center. You know, whenever we hired Granddaddy, we dreamed of DJ setting records, and lo and behold, it came true. So, you know, kudos for that. Um, Second, there are uh, there are a lot of people that say that Kenny Payne isn't getting a fair shot. He, you know, the odds are stacked against him from the beginning. I just have to say that Kenny Payne and all of his assistant coaches—they've been protected by local journalism from the start. I mean, just think about Wave Three, WHAS, WOKY, WDRB, the Courier Journal—they have what twenty, thirty journalists on payroll and it takes some random uh guy from the athletic out of detroit to be able to sit down with josh Hurd to get the story on Karan davis that's a good and, point and if you ask the local journalist i mean you might as well try to reach the president of the united states as opposed to get hold of josh Hurd. and he was able to do it watching our guys you know, and, uh, and 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 honestly, uh, he just showed up. I mean, I don't know how much of a notice he gave. He showed up here and was working on a story, and had had already talked to some other people. And he told U of L, uh, "I'm doing this story, so you can either share your side, or I'm going to run with what I have." And that's that's what a good journalist does. Yeah, I mean, I guess some of our guys were probably too busy deleting tweets to be able to make <laughs> a trip over to Floyd. Uh, I forgot about Rick Bozich. I wonder what he's saying tonight. Uh, finally, uh, Ben, Darren DeVries uh, at Drake is sitting at 11-1 and one this season. Uh, chill of a coach, young guy. Uh, he, he's somebody we need to get serious attention to. Uh, I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to watch some Bon Jovi videos and drink some more wild turkey. I hear you, brother. Have a good night. I appreciate you calling in. Good stuff. All right, let's uh, go to one more caller, and then we'll call it a night. Uh, let's welcome in Bill, who is going to finish up this uh, Louisville basketball postgame show. How are you, Bill? Hey, good, Nick. Um, I just want to uh, throw something out, and I feel bad about uh, Kenny Payne and, you know, Mac before him, but nobody ever brings up where the problems came from, and nobody wants to say it, but I, it came from Rick Pitino. Hey, no, no. So, Bill, 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 Bill. What did what did tonight have anything to do with Rick Pitino? What what did tonight's result? What did Karan Davis? You know that fiasco. What? How did that have anything to do with Rick Pitino, Chris Mack, Mike Pegues, anybody? I'm just saying where the program is right now. I mean, it was basically we're on double. No, no, and Bill, 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 with all, with all due respect, this is what is being said that I just, I, it, it's, it, it's just lip service. Rick Pitino could have killed ten people. He didn't, but he could have. It would have nothing to do with Kenny Payne showing us that at this point he has an incompetent program that he is running, that he's in charge of. Every aspect of these losses, every aspect of these shortcomings and these embarrassments. Look, if you want to think Rick Pitino was the worst coach ever and he should have been fired years and years and years ago before he was fired, that's fine. That's a different conversation. Anybody looking at the results that Louisville has currently and the situation that the program is in currently has nothing to do with Rick Pitino. Kenny Payne has four and five star players that pick Louisville over better programs and he cannot win with them. 
even if I would believe you, even if I would believe you, and I'm not even saying you're saying this, even if I would believe those people that claim it's a time thing and he just needs more time, which I don't, it would have nothing to do with the previous people who coached here. And and I don't, I mean, you know, I'm not saying the program was in great shape. The reason they needed new coaches because was because the program wasn't in great shape. But you, there's no scenario where we're looking at Kenny Payne as a coach and his results, his actions, how he has led this program. There's no scenario where that's on anybody but him. And I don't, I don't get that. That's not a defense of Rick. That's not a defense of Mac. That's just that's to me. That's just that's that's obvious. Okay. Well, obviously we're talking two different things. I'm just saying how we got to the level we are now. What level? What level? Started. What level? We suck. We do suck. That's but how how, how 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 does this team sucking have anything to do with any other coach? Any other coach. They have no way to improve because we could not recruit. We could not they did recruit. They signed a top three class in the country. Well, now yeah. you're taking away. Now you're taking away Kenny's accomplishments because he signed the top three class. So they did recruit. Kenny proved when, to us that he could, this year the current freshman that he has, my man. Like I don't know if you're just not keeping up, but Kenny Payne. The one thing he did do is the freshman class that he brought here, and one of them left because he went to Australia. That was a top he three class in America. So, so where where did it rank after that? Top ten. Top 10. Boy, yeah, that really works. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. I I mean, we're not even really having a conversation. I don't even know what you're saying. I mean, I'm I'm responding to what you were saying. And, I mean, that that conversation was going nowhere, Bill. I appreciate you holding. I don't know what your your goal was there. I mean, it it is is, (laughs) – It is insanity that people can look at where Louisville basketball is and think it has it has anything to do. Chris Mack had the Louisville number one in the country with guys that like weren't nearly as you know, but you know, but weren't believed to be as nearly as talented as the guys he has now. Like I don't know if it's Kentucky fans that want to try to do whatever they can to let people know that they want Kenny to stay around. And God bless, I don't blame you. I, I would I would give up my I would give up a testicle if we could get Billy Clyde Gillespie back leading Kentucky. Because you know life was better for me as a Louisville fan. So, I mean there's a lot of nonsense being said about fans and, and their assessment of the program because you can just say it out loud what the results are, what the facts are, what the record is, the things that have occurred. And it's not even sharing an opinion. It's facts. Like Louisville's won nine games under Kenny Payne in nearly 50 tries. That's a fact, not an opinion. Are you telling me that that's good or that's bad? Or no, you're telling me that it's on somebody else that coached here nearly 10 years ago. Like it's just, I mean, Kenny can't recruit. I mean, I, in a way I feel bad because I clearly Bill doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I mean, because Kenny did recruit. He did. He, he proved to us that it's doable to completely flip your roster because you know those players last year he threw those guys under the bus told them to get the hell out of here and they did they left and then he got a new team and we were supposed to be a lot better and 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 they're not despite actually you know having some guys that i think are somewhat talented i didn't want this to end with me yelling at people i'm sorry but that was that was i mean like again it almost makes you I, think like I, how I, could I, anybody I, say that and not be a troll yeah i i i, I, I could 
I cut I cut I cut people off. That's at times what I do. I get to yapping. But I don't even know what he was saying. Like that that Kenny shouldn't be judged because the pro like here's the thing. Thirty years from now, well, hey, we can't judge that coach. Do you know what happened with Rick Pitino? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about here? I'm sorry, John. I don't want to yell so late. It's been a are good day, at, though. Are you I mean, mad at me? It hasn't been a good day. Are you mad at me? I'm not mad at anybody. I don't want a bad energy. to. to you know, you know, tomorrow's know. Friday. It's almost Christmas. I mean, we might get yeah. Santa heard, <laughs> maybe. <It's> tr- <laughs> that would be epic, would it not? It would be epic. Good stuff. Thank you all for staying up late. John, thank you as always. You're the best in the business. We will be back at it tomorrow afternoon, and uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe there'll be some big news to react to. Uh, I wouldn't hold my breath, but, you know, you never know. Thank you all for hanging out. Have a good night, everybody.